Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 193 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who done checked on me because um, I ain't put up a podcast in probably over a month. And um, yeah, going on a couple months because we took off all of December off. And, um, and I think the last episode I hit y'all, it was what? beginning or middle of november so hopefully everybody had a great thanksgiving a uh merry christmas a happy kwanzaa uh a happy hanukkah and a great new year so um yeah so we just took some time off um you know just very busy very very busy here and then also just enjoying time with my family and uh yeah just living and loving life but uh i'm right back at it like i left something so hopefully y'all still rocking with me and uh hopefully y'all didn't go too far but uh, i appreciate the people who uh hit up the email and checked on me or hit up the uh instagram page and shit like that and uh if y'all notice um i think the do rags and boat shoes page might be down on facebook i don't know if it's still up or what up whatever but uh yeah i uh got rid of my account i deleted my uh, facebook account that was one of my goals for 2020 uh, was to get rid of Facebook. Um, I was just tired of the data mining, um, the ad tracking. Even if uh, you know on the new uh, with the new iOS update, you know the update for your uh, software on your Apple devices, like your um, you know your um, iPad and your iPhone and shit like that. It asked the app not to track, but somehow, some way, it still tracks over to Instagram because they own by the same company. And so you say something on a status about you know some nike shoes or something and that's the first ad you're gonna see on instagram you know or some bullshit like that or you say something in um in the uh messenger app or something like that you say something you know about baseball or some shit like that or you talk about a body armor drink or a red bull or something like that then all of a sudden you go over to instagram and the first thing you see is like a red bull advertisement and shit like that so i got tired of that and i got tired of niggas arguing about um the virus um arguing about the vaccines and then when the booster shot came out niggas went crazy you know with their conspiracy theories and went over the top and a lot of these people i'm really close with i just you know some of my people be trolling some of my people be dead ass serious but it was just too draining for me and um i've been on facebook since what 08 09 something like that something way back like that so what 13 years some shit like that uh, it was time to go it was time to go and you know how uh your apple um your iphone gives you like uh your screen time of how long you stay on there i think my shit for facebook like uh over the like from 
2019 about 2020 it went from like i used to be on facebook for maybe about a couple hours you know out the day and shit like that and it went all the way down the latest screen time that i got about facebook was uh i think it was down to like seven minutes or something like that like only thing i would do is like you know i would like my wife's stuff and then just you know put it on fridays like we made it to friday y'all and that was it you know what i'm saying i wouldn't really being engaging on do rags and boat shoes page so i don't know it might still be up there on facebook but yeah i deleted my uh account my main account my regular account and i was the account admin for that so i don't know so somebody if they still have facebook let me know uh but yeah i was just done with it i was just done like and then this whole metaverse shit that they going with um the new craze now so meta is basically you know that universe it's basically just uh you know um how would i describe it so i would say like how video games have uh like buy-ins like you can upgrade your characters and shit like that so it's basically a whole digital universe that's what i'll have to say so the whole big thing now is digital real estate so i watched a whole uh, a couple of YouTube videos Me and the homie Ike was uh, talking about it And people are making Buku money In the quote unquote metaverse By buying and selling Digital real estates So basically in this Fake digital universe People are buying like a plot of land uh, A quote unquote Plot of land inside this Digital universe the metaverse Then what they're doing is um like building stuff on top of it but you're using real money to do this shit you know what i'm saying so like it's about to get crazy so now uh we got nike jumping off into this whole uh nft uh metaverse type thing they signed a deal they just signed some some group that makes nfts and uh digital content for the metaverse uh, i can't even i can't even think of the name but now it's gonna get to the point where you're buying like digital sneakers and shit like that and they're gonna try to sell it to you so your avatar or your person in the metaverse you know can be fresh and then it's like oh you can't get the shoes in real life oh pay 170 dollars in the metaverse and actually have them there you know at least you got them there instead of in real life like get the fuck out of here but with this whole digital that's where it's going to head to but so this digital real estate so you build on top of it you buy like a couple acres of land for maybe a thousand dollars a thousand two three thousand dollars and then you can flip it and sell it you know depending on what kind of you know uh where where it is next to somebody else who has a little bit more money or what kind of stuff you built on it i i seen one guy he bought a plot of land built it up and then uh he bought it for like 1500 bucks and he turned and then he flipped it and sold it for like eleven thousand dollars so this this whole nft metaverse shit like what facebook is doing like and there's other but i'm like what if somebody builds a, a separate universe like a multiverse or something like that like there's something like the betaverse or the alphaverse or something like that you know what i'm saying so like what happens you know if the metaverse becomes lame like you invested all this money but there's people it's like get rich quick shit you know so people are using cryptocurrency which uses real currency uh so that i think a lot of it is using ethereum or bitcoin 
to uh, buy that in one Ethereum. Let me see. I'm actually invested in cryptocurrency and y'all should actually jump into that, too, because that is the future. Um, I know people are kind of like, oh, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. But let me look at my holdings. Yeah, I'm taking L's all day. But uh, Ethereum, like one Ethereum right now is worth about thirty five hundred bucks. Right. And so um, and then it looks like, damn, Bitcoin took a huge hit. I think right now, what is it sitting at? Let me see how much is one Bitcoin. Let's see here. Let me. Yeah, 40, it's sitting at about 43,752, but it was as high as like 52, 52,000 for a, a Bitcoin or whatever. That's crazy. But um, yeah, so I'm invested in cryptocurrency. Um, I know I'm sounding like a hip, hypocrite right now, but this metaverse shit is one of those things where it's just... Um, I don't know it's it reminds me of how when video games first came like when video games first like you start getting into online gaming and then how developers would like rush the game out and then you'd be like man what the fuck is this shit and it would just be like a skeleton of a video game and then they would drop like downloads of uh you know new skins new levels and shit like that but you had to pay extra for it you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of games would be like unfinished and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we finished the game. Here's some new. But they'll sell it like, oh, here's some new levels and here's some new weapons and shit like that. But they just keep getting money out of you. You like I already paid, you know, 60 bucks, 70 bucks for this game. Now you want me to give you another 20 to 30 dollars to download the new levels and new skins and new weapons and shit like that. And a lot of people fall for that shit. Uh, not me though um i will wait until a game gets old as fuck and then it'll be like the game of the year edition and i'm like okay i'll buy that and it'll include all that shit that people bought on the first day or you know a few months after it was released but it just seems like where we're heading to now is um it's uh like it just feels like a gimmick you know and i could be mistaken we could look at it you know five years from now and you know motherfuckers will hit me up in the email or some other new pop in social media or hit me up in the metaverse and be like motherfucker you said it was a fad now i you know you know and all this other shit you was wrong you know so it's like it's whatever but um it just seems i don't know it just seems like i can't watch i can't drop real money like that on something fake you know what i'm saying something that i can't touch or hold you know that's that's what fucks with me um with this whole metaverse thing but as the oculus gets bigger you know that uh vr headset you know i think more people gonna be jumping off into the metaverse and you know being something that they're not and you start seeing you know it's going to be more extreme social media you know it's like meet me in the metaverse and then you're gonna have like a only fans in the metaverse you know where folks are selling digital pussy and digital fruit cocktail and shit like that and ain't even gotta you know have they asshole out you know on only fans and shit like that or patreon or whatever so it's 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 going it's it's going to a place where how do i say this where it's not real i don't know like it's getting faker and faker you know what i'm saying um but it reminds me of the internet boom when you had those people who were like millionaires on paper and shit like that but then you know the shit crashed and then they were back to you know being broken shit but some people knew when they cash out so if you got some money to play with i would say actually look into 
the digital real estate if you got a g laying around you know what i'm saying try to buy a little bit of real estate and you could flip that shit potentially into a few thousand bucks i know some people are getting into those nfts those uh non-fungible uh tokens uh where basically they'll buy one for you know uh even a few hundred dollars up to you know a few grand couple grand and then they'll end up flipping that shit for like 20 racks you know that's and then just on how rare it is or whatever so um you know this whole digital wave it's something where you can make a little bit of money like in the crypto game i'm jumping off in that um just because all it takes is for one business to be like oh we accept ethereum or we accept bitcoin and then the whole thing just blows up like the whole thing just goes through the roof and next thing you know the 200,000 shares of dogecoin or um <clears throat> or whatever you got whatever kind of uh what's the other one safe moon and shit like that um or shit or shiba and um you know that's all it takes is uh those because right now like shiba is what well how much is one shiba it's like point zero 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 five four or whatever for one shiba coin or whatever so i got like i got like 10 bucks into it and that's like three hundred and fifty thousand shiba coins or whatever but all it takes is one business to be like oh we're gonna start accepting ethereum like uh, some major retailer you know like a walmart or a target or some shit like that or a grocery store to start accepting <clears throat> you know uh, cryptocurrency from your crypto wallet or something like that and then all of a sudden it's just like boom it'll explode so then them e uh those so the three hundred fifty thousand shares excuse me of like shiba that i got the shiba coin or whatever you know it bumps up to like a dollar then all of a sudden i got 350 grand you know what i'm saying and it's just like um with bitcoin how bitcoin blew up because that was the first original cryptocurrency like one fucking bitcoin now is was well, kind of tanking right now but one coin is still worth forty three thousand dollars, and um <clears throat> so that's all it takes is just you know it's just that that slow burn you know what i'm saying so as the metaverse if it grows and gets successful but all it takes is just that one business to be like oh or that one company or incorporated um infrastructure you know what i'm saying just like oh yeah we're gonna start taking it then all of a sudden it's like oh shit it's about to blow up like here it goes so normally what i do is like 20 bucks then i just you know into my webull account then i just you know kind of play around I'm like okay i'll buy 200 shares of this all right i'll buy 200,000 shares of this you know every week i just throw like 20 bucks in there you know but i'm taking a hit right now but it just goes up and down up and down so i don't know what drives cryptocurrency but all it takes is that one that one company to be like oh we're gonna start accepting it and then it's just boom blow up then you're just you know a uh, hundred thousand there you know off rip but but like i said with this whole data mining shit from facebook uh it was just a goal of mine to get rid of it so you know a lot of people you know it's crazy since i deleted facebook a lot of people have been i got more followers on instagram and people are like more people watching my stories and then i got a bunch of people who added me on snapchat even though all i do is post is goofy memes on snapchat but yeah a bunch of people hit me up on that and um so it is what it is but what's kind of funny is people some people hit me up and thought i was uh 
got caught like doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing on uh on a uh, Facebook or something. Like I had a few people hit me up was like uh <clears throat> like I heard that uh you know you uh, had to delete your uh your Facebook or something cuz you had all these holes on there. I was like Nigga, what are you talking about? I had like 300 friends and I knew everybody on that motherfucker. I'm like, who did you hear that from? Like, oh, nobody. Like, why are you hitting me up with that? I had like three people hit me up with that. And I was just like, and these is people that, you know, that I I don't really like I know, but I don't be like talking to them like that. I'm just like, damn, you just came over here over some messy shit. You just couldn't hit me up and be like, oh, I ain't see you on Facebook in a minute. Like, you just had to go and make up a whole ass lie that i had to delete my facebook like no it was a goal of mine it was actually a goal of mine back in like 2019 but i was just too much of a coward to actually do it but i was just like i was like nigga you messy and these these was niggas like it wasn't no females or nothing hitting me up like these was grown niggas i'm like where are you getting your information from and how are you a grown man coming to me with some gossip like that you know what i'm saying but it is what it is so that's just been what's going on over here that's why i don't like i don't know if the um do rags and bow shoes page is back up but let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen um let's see what is going on here so hopefully you guys you know have some good a good holiday season and shit like that we did have one over here so it looks like uh we are done with insecure so um a lot of people weren't too happy with the the direction of insecure and uh and if you ain't been watching insecure on hbo you need to i mean Issa Rae just really did her thing but um people were kind of mad about it you know every episode is like you know i think what half an hour or something like that so the last one was about 45 50 minutes or some shit like that and um but people were just like kind of figuring out like how is this going to wrap up and uh yeah it wrapped up pretty nicely it was a, a, a perfect ending um you know i didn't like Issa and lawrence um you know linking up and getting engaged at the end because i'm just like it was just so fucking messy like this nigga like they broke up because of infidelity and shit like that then this nigga went and had a whole ass kid and now Issa raised like a stepmama and shit but they both like super successful you know, I didn't like that. I mean, I know at the beginning I was Team Lawrence, but once that nigga had that side, baby, I was just like, eh, no, Issa, go do your thing. You know, I thought she was going to hook up with the Crenshaw dude or whatever, but she didn't. And um, I know there was a lot of debate on Twitter, you know, about her being damaged goods and shit, but I was just like, nigga, Lawrence is coming in here with a whole ass kid. And got a whole baby mama situation that they gonna have to deal with at least for 18 years. You know what I'm saying? At least for the next decade and some change. Because the boy was kind of, he was a little bit older at the end. But I'm just like, how are you gonna call her damaged goods and this nigga got a whole ass child? Not saying a child is a, is a damaged good, but uh, a lady that was living freely and living her life compared to a nigga that you know coming into the game with a child like okay like like you niggas got the audacity you know what i'm saying but um i really liked how they wrote it like during the end it was like um that last episode like they were they fast forwarded ahead because she was talking about she just wants to get to the part of her life where you know it all makes sense and shit like that and um the part where you know 
in the episode before when they were talking about before the series finale they were talking about how um they wanted to link up for each other's birthdays and shit like that so it you know it just kept fast forward into different uh people's birthdays and shit like that so it was really it was really good it was wrapped up in a in a pretty bow and the ending was very emotional with molly's wedding and stuff like that and yeah it was it was good it was good but um like i said i didn't like that because Issa ray was like really doing her thing and i just feel like like i guess if you love that nigga that much you're gonna deal with the child and the baby mama shit but you know it is what it is but uh the man mike hill um the sports commentator and uh cynthia's husband from the uh real housewives of atlanta he uh was asking on twitter you know after it was over he was like we've had living single girlfriends and insecure shows about positive black women and their relationships with each other has there ever been a good successful tv show about black men like this one that lasted at least four seasons and uh like people was like coming for this nigga's neck i was just like how are you gonna come for this man's neck and um they were just like going off on cuz let me read some of these tweets because it, it really didn't make no goddamn sense let me pull up my twitter i can't pull it up on my uh my laptop so y'all just bear with me here but they were just uh eating this nigga alive though i was like god damn this nigga just asked a question like uh they would start going off on um uh like talking about like he need to talk to kenya barris and tyler perry and 50 cent uh you know which is i guess kind of valid you know because uh kenya barris makes shows for white folks he does and then uh tyler perry just be going off the deep end and then it's about 50 cent making gangster flicks and shit like that and um yeah and they started naming shit like the steve harvey show and the wayans brothers and shit like that but um you know and then people were like cracking jokes talking about it would be a show about four men buying a section in a club all the time and then some folks were jumping in talking about well this is ain't nothing but what about meism or what about isms and shit like that every time something great happens for a black woman can a black woman have her moment and i i and i'm um what i'm what i'm gonna say i ain't gonna say nothing problematic but what i'm gonna say is it's a lane that's wide open for a black man to make a great show about you know just being a black dude you know what i'm saying with like no no hidden agendas no explaining black culture to anybody and that's one thing that i really loved about insecure and never explained black culture and then this last season they didn't talk about covid at all you know what i'm saying it was just like it was a great escape from what's going on in the world right now and uh you know they uh i know some people were talking about uh some people were trying to shit on insecure talking about they didn't talk about black issues and shit like that i'm like nigga you wanted an episode where lawrence gets shot in the back by the cops or some shit like that like no these is just you know black folks just living their lives and being professionals you know what i'm saying it was just like damn you don't have to have that fucking black trauma porn in every fucking black series you know or let's have let's have an episode about the talk you know and shit like that where it gets all preachy and shit like that you know what i'm saying and then um people were um saying uh you know then they start going in on straight black men and stuff like that like you get tired of seeing uh, some of this shit and then people were trolling was like have you seen spongebob and 
shit like that and then people were like man just say congratulations to Issa and then just stop uh you know stop hating on black women and I think what Mike Hill was just getting at is there's a lane just wide open you know what I'm saying like for some black male writers to get together and create a show like there's a lane just wide open for it you know what I'm saying and you know shoot the content yourself you know because Issa really was on her grind on that YouTube grind and just getting shit together and you know and she got that HBO deal and you know it was a wrap you know what I'm saying but I hated the responses to this you know it was just like like damn you can have two things at once it don't just have to be just this you know what i'm saying like like mike hill wasn't shitting on black women or shit like that and it just shows how warped twitter is you know what i'm saying you could say some shit like damn this grape uh this grape gatorade is amazing and then somebody come in your mentions you don't fuck with blue power aid at all nigga what is wrong with you oh you you blue power aid phobic you know you blue phobic you know what i'm saying it's just dumb shit like that it was just like no nigga i just like this great you know gatorade it's very delicious and then it's just like oh well what about them uh what about the body armors though the body armors is more healthier and blah 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 and then somebody else will come in and be like oh well water is the best hydration drink ever and it's just like god damn like for real you know what i'm saying but in this situation i think what mike hill was hinting at or getting at is like hey there's some shit that uh you know there's a lane wide open so let's make it do what it do you know what i'm saying and let's change the image and the stereotypes of black men on television you know what i'm saying and there's nothing wrong with that you know that's exactly how i feel but i don't know i just i don't know at times it's just like social media just be getting to the point where it's just like everybody has a fucking opinion and sometimes motherfuckers just need to shut up you know what i'm saying but then it's like well who am i i'm always giving my opinion but i'm me that's who the fuck i am um yeah but if you haven't watched insecure go ahead and watch that and um yeah let me know what you think um so let's talk about covid relief funds um we're hearing a lot of uh you know a lot of people got away with them ppp loan scams and shit like that that play a play a play alone and a lot of businesses uh with those um those covid loans or whatever the payment you know the paycheck protection plan loans a lot of these businesses um you know they took them loans too to stay quote unquote unfloat and what they've been doing is lying and talking about that they hiring but ain't hiring nobody right and then they going back to the government like hey we tried to hire some more people you know but ain't nobody really you know nobody's filling out the job applications but it's like no y'all ain't hiring motherfuckers so that way the loan will just turn into a grant so that's like one of them little stipulations like that and then it was uh we found out in november that in uh, the iowa governor uh what's that woman's name uh kim reynolds she uh uh misused about four hundred fifty thousand dollars in covid funds for uh salaries and then she tried to hide it by saying oh they were helping people in the uh they were helping iowans in the uh, pandemic and then the auditor is like nah i don't work like that because then she got busted before uh back in uh 2020 uh she was busted and had to return about 21 million dollars in covid relief money because she was trying to use it to upgrade um the state information technology center so this ain't nothing new for the kim reynolds 
uh, the Iowa governor next door. Um, but let's talk about using these funds correctly. So I just wanted to do a compare and contrast real quick. So um, Senator uh, McKinney and then uh, Senator Wayne, uh, in, who runs North Omaha. So basically, they have a North Omaha recovery plan. And uh, what they want to do, because we haven't really used um, those um, those um, COVID funds yet this year. So they have a plan to use about four hundred and thirty nine million of the I think it's one point two billion dollars we got just sitting in COVID relief. Uh, they want to use that to um, have a recovery plan for the north side for down north. So basically let me see here let me go ahead and uh read the call to action from the, both senators mckinney and wayne so they say now is the time for big ideas and assertive leadership in north omaha so uh, let us be frank for north omaha federal american uh rescue plan act uh dollars are once in a lifetime or transformational uh, funding we must seize this opportunity a 400 million dollar opportunity to recover from the social public uh, health and economic impacts of COVID-19 and emerge a more vibrant and resilient North Omaha. The pandemic has demonstrated how poverty exacerbates disparities in public health and safety outcomes for residents living in low income and or segregated neighborhoods. ARPA funding uh, presents a once in a lifetime opportunity for North O, uh, North Omaha to respond to the disparities caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and improve the lives of all North Omaha residents. Therefore, our our North Omaha 2022 recovery plan aims to address not only the systemic roots of poverty, but its symptoms as well. We will do this by rebuilding our infrastructure, uplifting our workforce, investing in high growth businesses, focusing on a place based economic development and funding community based violence prevention and interruption programs. The North Omaha recovery plan is an opportunity for North Omaha to support and expand its exist existing evidence based programs through the acquisition of capital and investment in technical assistance and develop a robust citywide culture of evaluation and continuous improvement. A comparative analysis of its social economic socioeconomic conditions shows that North Omahaans, particularly black North Omahaans, will enter post pandemic times uh, much the same as they entered the previous six decades as impoverished, powerless and neglected people. Um, our recovery plan will change these conditions. Under our plan, we are turning opportunities near Epley Airfield, 16th Street and 30th Streets into reality. To date, we have over $15 million committed by local businesses to developing these areas. We are also encouraging job growth by giving small business owners and emerging entrepreneurs the tools, tools they need to expand. Under our plan, we will increase home ownership and housing affordability. Uh, specifically, we will produce 100 new single-family townhomes and 200 rentals while preserving 200 homes. Um, the fo our focus on socioeconomic impact is motivated not only by the Department Treasury's clear guidance in the interim rules for ARPA funds, but also by the structural and historic challenges still e evident in North Omaha. So Senator uh, Terrell McKinney of District 11 and Senator Justin T. Wayne in uh, District 13. So the funding looks like this in their plan. So they have an expenditure cat category of public health, 
and that's five million dollars invested in a mental health treatment facility which is very much needed on the north side um let's see here uh negative uh economic impact so under that category they would like to use about 170 million to stabilize and assist small businesses and to provide job training opportunities so i agree with that right there that's a big one right there um and then uh, the negative economic impact, so invest in single family, townhomes, and multifamily housing units uh, to provide housing for low income families, and then provide education for children from cradle to career to mitigate the learning loss experience during COVID 19 through child care stipends, um, enhanced child care facilities, and college supports and access. So that's where the huge chunk of it is about $245 million of that um, $439 million. And then let's see here, what else we got on here? So they got infrastructure, invest in stormwater and sewer infrastructure, and then investment in broadband. So about $17 million for that. And then uh, about uh, $1.5 million to conduct impact analysis and evaluation of the programs and investments. So they're going to be arguing that. I think they've been arguing that all this week um, to see how it goes. So uh, I'll keep my eye on that. But um, I think it's a great plan. I think it's huge, um, especially the, um, the job training opportunities, uh, because growing up, um, over here on the north side, uh, down north, growing up, there was all kind of job training uh, places. Like uh, my mom was in a, a couple of them uh, growing up, and she learned a lot of good office skills and shit like that. And then like uh, like ten key computer classes, like Office, um, using like Microsoft Office, and, and this was like back in the nineties uh, when I was a kid, because she used to go over to um, she used to go to Metro. Um, I think this over in South Omaha, I think it was a South Omaha campus. She used to go over there or the library over South. I can't remember, but I was, I was so little, but yeah, she learned a lot of good job skills that, uh, helped her get on. And then, um, we also had job training programs, um, like the summer youth program, like for us as kids, like when you turn like 14. So basically it was like going to school and you got paid for it. But on top of that, like it like you didn't have like, you know, like an English class or shit like that. Like it was like life skills class. Like the only real class that was like school was like the math class. But it was the math that they taught you was all about like budgeting, uh, you know, and then uh, balancing a checkbook, um, dealing with like um your income and uh rent and stuff like that like it was actually uh real shit and i remember one of my teachers what was her name like mindy and it was funny you used to get on her all the time because it was a black woman named mindy and we was like how are you black and named mindy but she was cool about it because she was like super young she was um we were like what was it, like 15 and she, i think she was like probably like mid 20s so she was only like 10 years older than us but she would be snapping back on us and stuff like that but all the classes like they were like life skills they taught you how to fill out a job application and how to do conduct interviews and stuff like that and then we would have like professional black folks come talk to us like judges lawyers nurses doctors and stuff like that um i think police officers came and talked to us like all kind of professional black folks would come and talk to us but the um whole summer youth thing it was just for low income uh kids so we had kids of all colors but it was dope you know being that young 
and seeing black folks do some fly shit so you know if they bring that type of stuff back you know especially you know to the north side and for younger folks that's dope and then um like you had different programs like uh once i got out of high school you had like uh assistance that will help you get into like community colleges um there was also um like job placement programs where you could get into like um good jobs like they will pair up with like um construction companies um plumbing companies electricians and then like even like some office jobs and shit like that or uh the call centers around here where they would uh you know get you they would so it was kind of like um it was like a job placement program where you would do like an apprenticeship and shit like that. And uh, it was down at the uh, the OOIC building um, down there on 24th where they would do like these job programs and they would team up with like local uh, businesses and stuff like that. And they would get you on like you would intern for them and shit like that. So if you see a comeback of that type of shit, like people can get on and just be good to go. You know what I'm saying? I wish thinking back on it i wish i would have gotten to that electrician's program or some shit like that because that's some real paper right there but yeah so there was all kinds of uh different programs like that and then they would help you get on at the community colleges and get into different programs there and stuff like that and you can get into like computer programming cad design and shit like that so but you don't really see them type of programs no more like you don't you don't you just don't see them you know what i'm saying it's all you know oh you can get a loan and go to college like but i don't know what i want to do you know what i'm saying so we had all these different job training programs you know who help teens low-income teens like kind of figure out what you want to do you know what i'm saying and that was always dope doing summer youth and then once you got older right if you was like 17 18 um they would actually put you places like uh they would put you at the y you could work at the y you could work at the uh the francis house um just different community rec centers and shit like that they would place you there and you would work and actually you know do and you would like be over little kids and stuff like that and yeah it was just all kind of dope shit but i don't really be seeing them job programs like that now you know what i'm saying we got into this whole you gotta go to college and all this other shit and then it's just like well, what if i'm quote unquote too dumb to go to college or think i'm too dumb or you know nobody's helping me out with this and that and then you you know you kind of just wandering through life and shit like that going from dead end job to dead end job so i would really love to see that job pro program uh pop off and then the investment into uh, low-income homes and shit like that, that would be dope um, to see. To actually see um, some people get real houses and not this whole uh, mixed income shit that they be trying to do now, which basically is you're going to have a few poor people and then you're going to have the, you know, the people who making good money you know, complain about the poor people and then the poor people get kicked out and all of a sudden it's just, oh, it's gentrification. You know, they try to sell it as mixed income. Like, no, give some people some real shots at, you know, being homeowners. Because I remember excuse me back in the day when i was shit this was about shit when i was in my early 20s and stuff like that remember uh around here they built a whole bunch of you know habitat for humanity homes and they would give them to like low-income people or people who had trouble um getting a traditional loan for a home and uh i know a few few of my friends who uh 
who parents got that shit you know what i'm saying and got some pretty nice houses and shit um around because they was building a whole bunch of them around the north side and stuff like that so you know housing is everything you know it's all about food clothing and shelter so i would love to see that pop off and um you know just give people a real shot at uh being a homeowner and generating some wealth you know but i know with this huge chunk of money that uh mckinney and uh wayne are fighting for both senators are fighting for they're gonna catch all kind of hell because it's like 1.2 billion and they trying to take at least almost half of it and you know throw it into the north side and, you know people out in the the bumfuck punt panhandle and you know the farmers and you know just everywhere these small towns and shit like that they're like hold on a second you know and shit like that so there is gonna be an uphill battle but they have my full support and uh i hope they really you know get that shit popping at least you know at least the housing and the job training shit but i would really love to see the job training shit in the uh small business uh you know subsidies and you know helping those out um because a lot of people did take some hard ass hits and uh you're actually seeing that um a lot of places um let's see here what was it on uh what was it monday my wife was um hey heading out to kate spade um to uh check out you know some deals and things like that and they were actually closed they were only accepting um what was it like online pickup orders so they couldn't even you know it was one of them things where they had limited hours so you couldn't even just go in there and look and you're seeing that more and more where different places are like big retailers are having like these limited hours and quiet as it's kept that's why um walmart you know don't ain't 24 hours no more they try to say oh we're uh you know we're we're closing at 11 instead of midnight because some stores used to close at midnight some used to be 24 hours they're using that to basically um you know clean and keep it covid free and i'm just like no y'all doing that shit because y'all don't want to keep losing money and shit like that and you know it's just closing early that's that's pretty much all it is but you're seeing more retailers and restaurants do this where they have these limited hours like you go on the website and it's just like oh check back here you know or call the place to see if it's actually open it's like when we were trying to order some chinese food one night from pf chains and it was like what uh tuesday night or something like that and them niggas was closed and then they had limited hours like the next day or some shit like that so you're just seeing this all over and the thing is is you know a lot of these places aren't you know finding enough people to um you know work these bullshit ass jobs you know because they're demanding so much and paying so little and so people are just like nah i'm good so people are and then uh what was it i think it was like back in november we saw about ooh, it was what four million people or something like that it might have been about 10 million people i can't remember the number but it was a it was a record number of people who just voluntarily quit their jobs that was like the latest numbers and uh and they left their jobs either for higher paying ones or to uh go back to school or learn a new skill so i was just like i applaud that and then there was a uh, something was trending on twitter where somebody down in florida was talking crazy about essential workers and saying that there was unskilled labor and saying that they couldn't 
they didn't have the capacity to be um sitting in a an office or some shit like that it was some nigga talking crazy at a press conference and i'm just like are you serious like how do we go from praising you know essential workers to all of a sudden here we are with a you know two years later with a vaccine and still battling this virus now all of a sudden they're unskilled i'm like where the fuck did that come from because it's always funny with these so-called unskilled laborers when they stop working it's like the whole world crashes y'all remember when um when the virus first hit and and grocery stores were just like damn do we stay open or what do we do and it was just like one of them then uh like the krogers was putting people in them like them hockey uh penalty boxes with all the plexiglass and shit like that and then you had the um the the truck drivers and shit like the supply the food supply chain and then you know it was all just kind of messed up and people were just like and then people were super pissed about restaurants and fast food places being closed so-called unskilled remember people were just pissed about that like i gotta cook my own goddamn food you know what i'm saying and so people were just like super pissed and then all of a sudden it was just like all right come on back to work but we're only doing takeout orders and like DoorDash and shit like that. Like I remember before Nina was born, when the virus first hit, and then like uh, Cheesecake Factory, we went out there to because uh, they were taking online orders, and uh, I was masked and gloved up, and it was like the first time ever that they were doing it. I mean, we were outside for about an hour waiting on the food and stuff and it was just a disaster and then i went in there and i was just like man let me get my money back but then all of a sudden they found my food magically and shit like that but um yeah it's just uh it's it's fascinating to me how quickly you know some of these folks forget how in shambles you know the whole country was once uh essential workers weren't working you know what i'm saying it was just like how the fuck do i grow a tomato you know what i'm saying so it's it's some bullshit it's some bullshit going on out here but i feel like i'm ranting and raving i'm gonna keep my eye on this north omaha recovery plan uh, i just missed y'all so much so that's why i'm just running off at the mouth but um i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks <laughs> all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope i'm glad you're still out here kicking in 2022 um so let's talk about another uh coup all right or attempted coup so as we creep up on well actually it will be a year from the uh insurrection the attempted insurrection that we had excuse me on um uh, last year about you know the election and shit like that some uh retired generals um paul eaton antonio taguba and uh, uh steven anderson they uh wrote an uh opinion editorial in the washington uh post and they were talking about how the military need to be prepared for the next coup right or attempted coup and so, but what they were actually kind of hinting at is that um, it could be military backed. So that's what's kind of frightening this time around if uh, with the 2024 elections. So if they don't agree with the presidential election, 
um, if it's unclear, there could be another coup, but it could be military militarily backed. So basically, they're saying that you know some of these um, these uh, military branches are have been infiltrated, you know, by some uh, not stable individuals, right? So they were talking about how in um, 2020. Uh, there was a letter from 124 retired generals and admirals signing a letter contesting the 2020 election. And they're talking about it's about 40 percent of uh, the uh, of uh, the uh, U.S. military is about Republican parties uh, refusing to accept uh, President Biden, uh, Joe, Jim Crow Joe as president. And um so they're talking about how do they address that um in advance you know ahead of 2024 they need to have some sort of war game to actually you know um be able to combat that but my thing is if you hold a war game aren't you just giving up the strategy right ahead you know ahead of time you know to these so-called uh people who don't believe that jim crow joe is the president so this is it's it's very interesting and they were talking about how um how one of the big takeaways was um Trump's uh the Cheeto in chief's uh the former Cheeto in chief uh defense secretary Chris Miller um how he testified that he deliberately withheld military protection of the capital you know before January 6 he did that on purpose and then how Army General uh, Mark A. Miley, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he was scrambling to ensure that the nuclear defense chains were secure from illegal orders. So, you know, Trump couldn't be out here, you know, trying to, you know, go ahead and uh, set off some nuclear, some nukes or some shit like this. And then they're just talking about the division of this country is just so so sharp rigged and uh, great that they do see a military back coup could happen you know so you know with the january 6th i mean we kind of laugh and joke about the shit you know because it was just such um so many fucking goofballs and it was just you know flat-footed you know beat cops who were part of the who were part of the coup you know who were out here you know beating the shit out of the capitol police officers with blue lives matter flags and shit like that but if they actually get some instruction up under them from like military trained individuals and folks in the military um we will see a very different outcome so how do we move forward in this and this is crazy right here because you always see like um coups happen in um different countries and shit like that and you know we had one attempted coup you know last year and then if you know a republican do doesn't win the presidential election in 2024 uh they're saying that you know it could be an it will be a high strong possibility of another one happening and my thing is if there is a military backed coup you know what are you prepared to do my listeners you know to protect yourselves and your families because like you look at how deep and how um you know how those folks were able to get into the capitol building you know up there on capitol hill and actually you know get to the chambers well almost get to the chambers 
um, because they were playing with them with kid gloves. But what are you prepared to do if there is a military coup against the leadership of this country? You know, that's when it starts turning into let me fend for self. You know what I'm saying? And then if that coup happens, what happens with local law enforcement? You know what I'm saying? In your town, in your city, you know, is is it going to be some sort of chain reactions where some, you know, some nutsoles in the law, local law enforcement, you know, uh, try to take over the local government, you know, in your town, in your city? So what are you prepared to do? So you really have to start thinking of, you know, strategies and plans of how I'm going to protect you know, me and mine, you know, how am I going to protect my family? You know, how am I going to, you know, keep everyone safe and calm, you know, when this shit hits the fan. So I don't know. I don't know. Like that, that's like, I read about this and I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like what happens when you put those fucking goofballs up under some military instruction with some mil- some real military men and women? you know who want to take over you know because they don't agree with the results so what really happens because um right now what we're seeing with these hearings these january these january 6th hearings is um you know everybody's just trying to downplay it like they wouldn't hide in in the halls and shit like that like especially like i'm not gonna say the democrats were but it was just like the republicans like you know they're just trying to downplay it. like oh, i wasn't a big deal i was just some it was just a few folks but literally the the former president of the united states riled up people and marched them folks straight towards the capitol and they had to beg and plead that man to tell folks to go home and now we're having these hearings and it's just like oh, it wasn't a big deal it wasn't a big deal like american citizens like stormed the capitol like domestic terrorists attack the capital and i have to keep going back to this point what does it look like you know if these people are militarily trained and backed by people who are you know professionally trained killing machines and tacticians you know what i'm saying so it's just something that you really have to think about i'm not trying to be like a fear monger or something but it's just something you have to think about and what will be the trickle down effect that'll impact you locally you know what does it look like does it look like another uh does it look like some sort of civil war going on you know what i'm saying and who can you trust and who who don't you trust you know what i'm saying so i'm just you know just think about that read the article read the articles and um you know come up with a strategy to protect your people you know what i'm saying that's what i'm going to say it's going to you got to throw out common law and the rule of uh you know what's written on the books because when it comes to you and yours you need to be able to fight tooth and nail to keep them safe and keep them out of harm's way this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l we're gonna have to give it to blackberry um not for um you know obvious reasons well it is it's kind of the end of an era so with uh blackberry um blackberry 10 and the blackberry operating services is actually over and done with so back in 2016 the chairman uh john chen he said that the company was transitioning to a software company 
you know, so they're done, you know, producing new phones and uh, their operating system is going to go dead. You know, as of a couple days ago on January 4th, it was done. Um, so those legacy services and software um, won't work at all. Um, the Wi-Fi connections won't be reliable. And then uh, and they said that includes data, phone calls, text messages, and 911. So if you got any of these old Blackberries, like the Blackberry 10 and shit like that, uh, you just SOL. You shit out of luck. But um, they said the Android-powered Blackberry should still work. So I don't know if you can still buy those in the States. I think them are only available... Um, uh, overseas that's what i think and it's i think it's under the company called tcl or something like that and then what blackberry is trying to get into they're trying to get into like cryptocurrencies um nfts and shit like that so they're trying to move towards the future so you're seeing a lot of big names like i said before with nike jumping into the uh nft game and the metaverse um now you got blackberry jumping into it so like i said it could be get rich quick scheme um or it could just be the future you know to get more people to be you know more addicted to this online living and taking it to the next level you know you already got people you know faking their lives on instagram and snapchat facebook twitter and stuff like that living the whole last lie and then um now they're going to take it even further. So you see these companies kind of jumping in here, you know, head first. So we'll see what happens with BlackBerry. But um, shit, I remember I used to have the BlackBerry World Edition back in like, shit, what was this, about 2010, 2011. And that shit was fire. That shit was fire. Like it didn't have a it didn't have a camera on there. But um, that shit was like having like a little laptop in your hand and it had the little uh, mouse in the middle, the little ball. So you can scroll over and shit like that. Yeah, that was legit with the full QWERTY uh, keyboard. I just really feel like that would be dope if uh, we had some smartphones that came back out with, you know, some high functionality with like a keyboard and shit that you actually could get some work done. Because like trying to do work on these touch screens is just like, nah, let me just whip out my laptop you know what i'm saying like if i'm not sending like a simple email or something like that you know like what if i want to you know what if i get in the mood to like you know i even get tired of like typing up my show notes on my um in the notes app on my uh iphone so i'll just have siri you know type it up as i talk um but sometimes you just want to sit down and type out some shit you know what i'm saying so you know somebody do come up with a fire ass phone with a qwerty keyboard you might see me back on team android because i remember back in the day um i had the um what was it the motorola android one or something the motorola droid yeah that's what i had and that motherfucker was nice it had uh the touch screen but then you would slide it up and then it would have the full QWERTY keyboard and everything like that. So you could like really type in some shit. Um, but that thing was legit. And then it used to ring and it used to be like droid. But yeah, that was nice. And then I got on the iPhone train with like the iPhone 4 or something when they first released that white iPhone. And now here we are fucking 13 phones later. Well, actually 12 because they skipped over, what was it, the 9 or whatever? Yeah, they went straight from the 8 to the 10. And then they just skipped over 9. But So here we are 12 phones later. 
and uh it is what it is but um yeah blackberry i'm not really gonna tell you to hold this l because uh but it's just the end of an era but uh if you had a blackberry you was the shit out here in these streets you know about 10 15 years ago you was out here doing your thing with that blackberry you just felt like super important like you was a businessman and shit and then um I think they they were one of the first with the two-way pager things too though where you can then they had like the um the email where you could uh you can have like the um what was it the Microsoft emails or um yeah I think it was I think they were one of the first to have them two ways where you could actually you know uh type in uh a two-way wasn't nothing but a text message machine you know what I'm saying it was a, a beeper or a pager with a text messaging on it so that was that was pretty dope but yeah blackberry at one point blackberry was leading the way with smartphones like when the iphone first dropped and shit like that and people were calling into the joke and shit and how i didn't have a keyboard and all this other shit and just had that one button um oh you know the one home button people were you know blackberry was really leading the way with phone sales and shit like that and they just kind of you know kind of dropped off and then in 2016 uh the ceo was talking about you know making a move to a software company and people were just like what the fuck you talking about but you know they started producing like android powered phones and shit like that so people thought it was all good and you know now we got the you know if you got the og blackberries to have that operating system you just shit out of luck so you gotta cop a new phone but um like i said there's still some android power blackberries out there but i think they're released under the name tcl or some shit like that so we'll see what happens you might have some blackberries in the metaverse or some shit like that but you know who knows but anyway uh blackberry i'm gonna tell you to hold this l but you know it's a lowercase l it's your man you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes uh we have to give it to uh our childhood uh, red furry friend elmo uh he is making waves on twitter and it's fucking hilarious uh there was a tiktok that was going around uh asking why um elmo was saying paper towel roll so fucked up like it's some kind of song and it's a short clip and he says and a paper towel roll and he and it's just funny as fuck so people start pulling up other elmo videos and it's him beefing with the pretend like a pretend friend of uh, i think the, the little girl's name is zoe and uh she has a rock a pretend friend rock uh, named Rocco and Elmo just be beefing with this rock hard like there's like YouTube compilation videos that people are pulling up of Elmo just beefing with this damn rock <laughs> and it's hilarious so you got to check out the links uh that I post and uh I love it because we're at this stage uh with Nina right now that she loves Elmo she loves Elmo and Cookie Monster so she's like Elmo and she's like Cookie <laughs> and and uh so that's just so she loves that and she's been loving Elmo since she was like super little like um when I stayed home with her my last three weeks of paternity leave uh, like the last couple weeks when my uh, wife went back to work um, we were watch the not too late show with Elmo on HBO Max and because when they're so small like the only colors I think babies can identify is like black white and red and so you know Elmo being red so she will have tummy time 
to get her ready to crawl and stuff like that i would just throw that on and she would be on her tummy like rolling back and forth like watching elmo like she would you know just be silent just watching him on the not too late show so she's always been a fan of him so uh yeah it's just it's just dope to see this trend going on and it's just fucking hilarious to see how elmo be snapping on this damn rock and it's funny because now the the official twitter page of elmo is getting in on it too and uh he's like you know tweeting out little jokes and stuff like that about the rock um so it's funny it's just hilarious jump on this trend um it's good wholesome fun so it's nice to see that trending and not to see you know some you know porn or you know politics the virus and all that other shit it's a nice good clean little escape so shout out to you elmo and make sure y'all watch them youtube uh links that i put in the bio so you can have a good hearty laugh with, about elmo all right so moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so i was going to try to be on some new year new me type shit and you know put a battery in y'all back but y'all already know what time it is if y'all been following the podcast for the last you know what five six years um and about you know just starting brand new and just you know writing down your goals and making it do what it do um so my homegirl rose she posted on ig this is somebody i went to high school with she's a mental health professional and uh she she made a post on ig and it says never let someone must be nice you into feeling ashamed of what you worked hard you know to have and you know when you start if you grew up like me you come from nothing and you start you know trying to make something out of yourself you know you you buy your first home you get married and stuff like that and you start having successful relationships professionally and personally and you know you start making a little piece of change and you know to the point where you can start buying some nice things going on vacations and shit like that people that came up with you could be family could be friends you know what i'm saying associates people you went to school with you know who you keep around and things like that you know to try to keep you grounded um you know but some of them you know kind of look at it you know be on some hater type shit you know what i'm saying always cracking jokes you know always you know talking shit and um you know and that must be nice phrase you know that shit you know i had some people close to me who be trying to play that card you know if i buy a new pair of kicks or go on vacation or you know um like when i bought my truck i had to deal with that uh, a couple years ago and you know and then when i bought the house too a few years back you know got a whole bunch of must be nice it was just like uh, i've i've worked really really hard for this like you can't minimize you know what happened to me you know what i'm saying it ain't a situation where a genie was just like poof here you go no it's actual hard work and grind and don't let nobody minimize your efforts and what you have you know because a lot of times people will try to quote unquote humble you but it just be on some hater type shit you know what i'm saying and it's not you rubbing it in, in anybody's face you know you just leveling up you know what i'm saying you move into a new level and what they say new level new devils you know what i'm saying and uh and a lot of people that you didn't came up with you know whether it's family or friends um you know they could be stuck in the same place you know they could be you know still with a poverty mindset you know still can't get over the hump still can't you know 
get past their own demons and you know staying in their own way on purpose so you start leveling up and that makes you feel bad because you have something like survivor's remorse you know what i'm saying because you didn't you know came up out the mud and got it because when situations happen you know what i'm saying you either crumble or you get stronger you know what i'm saying and most of us get stronger and we learn how to deal with life's problems as they keep coming and we know how to you know spin you know 10 12 plates you know keeping them going and then having a good time while we're doing it you know what i'm saying so then some people just let their plates just you know spin fall to the ground or they always looking for a handout always looking for some help and shit like that and there's nothing wrong with seeing help but if you always need some damn help well maybe you need to reevaluate what's going on but the point of this is it's 2022 it's january you know we're working on new goals you know we're trying to level up get to a new uh you know area in life you know trying to you know uh get our blueprint to look you know get have the blueprint match our real life you know what the blueprint in our mind what we have what our life should look like what our body should look like you know what our relationship should look like what we should look like financially what uh you know spiritual connections you should have you know you just you want that to match up with what you're thinking you know what i'm saying so you start manifesting and things like that and you start working towards your goal so you know on the road to success whatever it looks like for you you know don't let anybody try to knock you off that road as road of success you know don't let nobody shame you for working hard and you know enjoying your money you know you worked hard for that shit and you deserve it you know that's that's one of the hardest things to deal with is when you come from nothing and you just really really start grinding and the grind starts paying off you know people who was there with you you know when you didn't have nothing and they still stuck in the same place you know you try to pull them up but they keep on stumbling and falling so you just keep going um but you know it's a situation where it's just really hard to because i got homeboys like that you know got some family like that who just keep getting in their own way um but you know you just keep trying you know you got to be that bigger person but you know don't let anybody shame you into quitting you know you chasing your goals and you know uh chasing your dreams you know what i'm saying and make sure y'all write everything down uh make sure you keep a journal of you know the the progress that you're making so you can see how far that you have come and um yeah just keep grinding keep doing it um, keep making it do what it do keep shining keep being the most beautiful version of yourself that you can be and don't let anybody knock you down you know it could be you know your wife your husband girlfriend boyfriend you know your so-called bff you know they could be on some low-key hatership once you start leveling up so just make sure your circle is small your circle is tight and just make sure that circle of people aren't afraid of heights because you about to go to some new levels all right so this has been episode 193 of do rags and boat shoes and uh you know just nothing but love and respect to y'all out there um happy new year and uh keep 
chasing those dreams and uh just keep living and loving life you know i know we see so much bullshit on the news and everything like that uh unplugged for a while that's what i had to do that's why y'all really wasn't getting a podcast then i also got a new baby on the way in july so you know just trying to get everything ready for that you know we was you know getting rid of all of nina's baby clothes and all of her little stuff and then lo and behold it's like boom another baby on the way so um yeah, so Nini gonna be a big sister, and uh, yeah, we don't know the sex yet. We'll probably find out in March, which is close to uh, you know around our Disney World trip, and that'll be exciting. And then Nina's birthday is right around the corner, so we'll find out the sex right around when uh, she's turning two. So, um, what's dope about this whole new pregnancy is, um, you know, we about to, you know, the the kids will be close in age, you know, because I'm pretty. I'm pretty far from my my youngest brother. You know, we like eight years apart. So, you know, it's a huge gap. So, you know, I I like to see that this, that my daughter is going to have a little friend. You know what I'm saying? And um, so they'll be close. They'll be tight. And, you know, Nina's very loving. You know, they say at her school slash uh, daycare, uh, they always say that she's trying to take care of the little babies and stuff like that. And even though she's only one, you know, she's running around and she's a year and a half. She's running around, you know, trying to take care of the baby babies and being lovey and stuff like that and you know she's just very warm with other kids and so yeah it's gonna be a beautiful thing so you know i just needed to unplug you know and take a little break enjoy my family and uh you know build and grow but you know what i'm gonna keep building and growing with y'all and there will be a new episode up next week and this i can promise this you know cross my fingers everything got uh, an interview set up or a co-host set up next week so um yeah it'll be good it'll be good but um continue to thrive continue to grow and um yeah as always i love y'all all right peace